Out of the Gate is all about story sharing. I'm Henrietta Pepper, hailing from the bluegrass state of Kentucky and inviting you to listen to and share personal stories of faith, family, and friends. This is a community for you to weigh in on shared reflections, which ultimately will ignite new conversations and story creation. I encourage you to join this conversation. Soak it all in, connect with what drives you forward, and get inspired to share with others. Hello, we're welcomed here today by the president of Kern's Kitchen, Alan Roop. Thank you so much for having us oh, here, good to Alan. Have you. And I know that you've been one of my key supporters out of the gate book since the very beginning. I think you really saw a connection or felt a connection. Oh yeah. With the a, stories. A lot of your stories, yeah. They, they they touch you and they get you thinking about your own experiences and that's 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 fun. That's good. I, I think a lot of people are in labs, they're so busy that they they don't really yeah. reflect and think about their own experiences and, and uh, from your stories they, it gets you thinking about ah that yeah. was a, that was fun that was nice that was a good experience for me that was part of my my growing up right and hopefully i know you told me it made you reflect and made you kind of uh step back and say i've got some stories to share yeah that's yeah. good yeah took a little gray alan you were gracious enough to to invite us here to kern's kitchen um I wanted to really sit down with you and have an in-depth discussion because I think you're one of the the special people that provoke some of the stories in the book um, that really encompass all facets of the book, the faith, the uh, friends, and the family. And all of those are expressed in the essence of your business, your family business, your family. And so I thought this was a great way to kind of uh, integrate all those conversations into this discussion. Um, Alan, how long has Kern's Kitchen been around? Uh, Kern's Kitchen started in 54. So wow. 65 years, 66 wow. years. Yeah. yeah so. I can kind of keep up with it because I'm, I'm as old as the, the company is. <laughs> so a little bit about uh, the book being inspirational and kind of an opportunity with these stories to reflect on some of the stories and happenings in our lives and how that really helps shape us. I know that to be true with your story, getting into the family business at a young age. Kind of tell us about that. How did that all transpire? Well, the grandparents, they were actually fairly elderly when they started the business and they started it from the smallest. Uh, I don't know if you can even start businesses on that scale when they, Today, yeah. when they started at the grandma's bacon three pies at a time, you know, cooling them on the back porch at a farm out in Prospect, Kentucky. So yeah. uh, I came in in uh, 73, and at that time they had about 14 customers. Wow. Uh, but they were some of the nicer restaurants in Louisville, Kentucky at the time. Yeah. And I think there was one retail. That, that mix has changed quite dramatically since then. Um, but I came in to help them through that 73 Derby um, and just kind of came in and moved in with them after that and, and kind of helped support them uh, right. um, in the business. And three or four or five years into it, I started getting a little more serious about the business. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've, you know, we've, we've grown uh, quite a bit since then. Uh, it, it's been interesting um, as we've grown, you know, those early years. We might have had one year that we saw 80% growth, and then the next year might have been 10% growth, and the next year might have been 50% growth. Yeah. So it was it was quite a roller coaster in those early years. Yeah. So I think with family businesses, and I'm going to read a little excerpt about my in-laws' family business. 
there's a lot of nuances. There's a lot of sweat equity that goes into a family business. Um, can you like recall a couple of moments that you were like, oh my gosh, you know, we've really, we're really onto something here in terms of a niche for your products and positioning of your iconic brands, I call them. Was there something that kind of dawned on you in those early years that you had something special? Well, I always thought we had something special, but kind of, you know, when, you, when you've got a family business, especially a small business, uh, I think you're you're more blocking and tackling than you are yeah. seeing a bigger picture. So, yeah. you know, I tell people that I've been, you know, had my head down for 40 years with this business and now just, you know, at this point in the business, starting to think about more on the strategy side and, right. um, you know, how to how to do things in, a, in different yeah. ways as opposed to, you know, managing from the bottom up, kind of more taking a look at things from the top down. Right. So kind of lessons learned, and I know your two sons work in the business, is that right? At times. At times, <laughs> right. So how is that dynamic? Oh, it, it's interesting. I think the the younger generation is, you know, they've got some different directions and, and values uh, as far as um, how much time they want to put into, you, you're talking about sweat equity yeah. uh, that you know about and, you, yeah. you know, the family businesses that you knew about. And, you know, we've, we've grown so much uh, from where we used to be, um, that, you know, there's a lot of that sweat equity that they're pulling back on a little bit because they, you know, they're yeah. more interested in family and stuff yeah. like that. It's and healthy, isn't it? it? I think, I think there's yeah. good and bad, you know, when you're, yeah. when you've got a small business that, you know, you've got, you've got to you're put in it. Yeah, you're in it. You're so, in it a hundred percent. And, yeah. uh, you know, the book talks about faith and family and friends. And I think specifically within a family dynamic, you, you're all in, you're oh, yeah. all in, in all of those areas and you get, you're not really stepping away from it at any great, any moment oh, no, that's because true. you're physically in it together. You're men mentally in it together. Um, but that when you walk away and you mentioned, you know, you've been in it 40 years, ha was there a time where you're like, you know, I really need to soak it all in and, and appreciate versus kind of the bad side of it, you know, we're, we're all in all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I take out the trash, I'm chief bottle off washer, what'd you say? Chief yeah. bottle washer. That's pretty close. Um, you know, all of those dynamics that you're putting in that sweat equity, but were there times where you're like, gosh, you know, I have a huge opportunity here. Not a lot of people get this opportunity. Oh, I think that all the time. I think as of late with me writing this book, I had, not appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I appreciated the the little things that came out of owning my own company and the joys that came out of that. And because you have your head down. Oh, yeah. You got your head, head down, down and you're leaning into the wind and, and uh, worrying I, about all the granular details and, and trying to, you yeah. know, I tell people that you know, owning a business is really good. And, and the trick to it is don't let yourself get hung up with all the granular details and um, keep the idea of fun yeah. uh, in there. Uh, you know, because yeah, there's, so you know, with our business, we've got, you know, so much opportunities for creative and you've, you've been a big part of that. And, Thanks. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and again, like <clears throat> I said, the, you know, the whole strategy piece is, is new to us because we're, yeah. uh, you know, had the head down and, and you know, yeah, making payroll, you know? yeah. <laughs> paying the bills. It's, and, it's 
yeah, getting through each day. Mm-hmm. You got to pay the bills, but then trying to be visionary at the same time. Yeah. So back to kind of the family dynamic. So I know you were really close with your your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of was brought up into the business at the time. So what were some of the family values, I guess, that were instilled in you at a young age that you feel like you're now carrying through to your family? Well, I think work ethic's a big one. I, I think that's one of my soapboxes on you know the the state of the the union today is you know we don't need to create jobs we need to create work ethic i think that's the the biggest thing. wow and, you know, great yeah uh grandparents were you know they were solid on that uh, that was that was a biggie um you know i think when you go out into our shop you'll notice how clean it is even at the end of a long day when we you know bake a thousand pies you'll yeah. go out there and you'll say wow this is this is you know this is immaculate yeah and that's you know that comes from grandma you know you could yeah. She had everything, you know, cleaned and and I think that's a big thing in any kind of food operation, but that's, you know, I, I get a uh, compliment my production manager JB all the time that hey, love what you're doing out here. Keep it up cuz yeah. love to walk out at the end of the day and, and look at that shop and and see it immaculate. That's yeah. that's a big pop. Well, that's me. you bring up a great point. I think appreciation and letting people know that they're valued and appreciated is something that I think now, uh, having gone through the COVID and the pandemic, don't you think people are a lot more expressive uh, I, with yeah. that and appreciative? I and think they're a- more. Yeah, I think they're more appreciative, and I and I also think they they've got a wider range of how they're looking at things. Agree. Talk about that a little bit when you say wider range. I guess their appreciation for things around them. Is, is elevated quite a bit because it's it's easy to kind of get into, you know, work or a job or um, anything and not really um, pay attention to the little things around you that, that really um, make up you and, and make up your experience. And so, you know, life is, um, you know, life is meant to be lived. And, and when you can kind of reflect and, and pull some of that out and, and have a better appreciation for that, uh, I, I, I don't see any bad things there. Wow, you just got to the essence of my book. Did I? <laughs> in, a, in a distinct, uh, concise manner, you just got right to it. Um, there's something really special about Kern's Kitchen. And I think part of that is, again, the essence of your brand coming from family, coming from that culture. Um, but you just sense this specialness when you walk in this door. Well, thank you. And um, I know that that did not come easy. You had to really dig deep into some of the archives, some of the history of the business and bring that to life in your environment here, right? Oh, yes. And you were a big part of that. That's, you know, when we moved into this location, I mean, we were we operated out of the uh, grandma and grandpa operated out of the farmhouse for probably till about 72 or 73. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they started the Melrose Inn and then they, they in the 54s, they were running the, 1954, they were running the Melrose. Uh, and they developed the pie as their specialty item, their signature item for the, the restaurant. Uh, they quit running the Melrose in about 62 and moved into the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. We're living in the farmhouse and, and continued the pie business, continued selling to the Melrose and, and selective other restaurants till about 70, 172 and then moved into a little home yeah finished uh my dad came in and finished off a little screened in porch a little 15 by 12 foot area 
cool. that was our production kitchen. Oh, wow. Uh, so, you know, we were, when I came into the business, they were baking out of two frigid air ranges, baking six pies at a time. And they'd have to go in and, and spin the pie around 180 degrees halfway through the bake to get an even bake. And um, so it's, you know, this business has come from very small beginnings and, and you know, grown uh, through the years. But you've, you've managed to keep the hands on specialness with every pie. In fact, that's mm -hmm. part of your um, story is well, yeah. that hands-on specialness. We've, we've had to change some processes through the years. The recipe has remained the same. Um, but, you know, when I came in, we were baking six pies at a time. You know, we went to a larger oven where we could bake 24 at a time. Yeah. And then now we're baking 80 at a time and we've got three ovens. But, um, you know, we were mixing small batch. We've always been a, a small batch producer. So we're mixing each batch. Everything's got hands on. And um, as as we have grown and, and had to go to a larger mixer, or had to go to a, a larger oven capacity, the the main focus is, are we getting that same pie out on the end? That's That's been our focus. So, yeah, we've been- You're not willing to sacrifice. Yeah, we've the, been the, very conscious yeah. of that. Yeah, and it, it works. And I think that positioning as not just an iconic brand with the trademark, you, a lot of people don't know Derby Pie is actually trademarked, right? It's our brand name. We got the state registration in mid '60s and the federal registration. Uh, I think it was '69. Right. So you've managed to keep the equity of the brand, but without losing the the small batch, um, mm -hmm. hands-on uh, craftsmanship that was really instilled in the brand early, early on. I mean, that's what the brand's built on. Yeah, people come in and, th and say, well, I thought you were a monster facility. And, you know, <laughs> you had all this machinery. We go, no, no, we're we're very hands-on. Yeah. You know, we do all our own dough and, and it, you know, from scratch like grandma used to do, only in a larger batch, you right. know, and a, and a larger piece of equipment. To right. When I came in, you know, we were doing probably two pounds of dough in a batch and right. now we're doing 170 pounds in, a, in yeah. a batch. So yeah, it's 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 a small batch, but uh, yeah, it's very hands-on and, and um, a lot of uh, attention goes into every bake day or every dough. And day. I would say not just attention, but care. Like I, I've seen you interact with your customers. I've seen you interact with your employees, your team members, and there's just a lot of care going on in this environment. And um, I think that's probably something that you, along with the attention to detail, along with the family values, I think that care was instilled in you at, a, at an early age. Oh, I think so. I, you know, um, the grandparents were always personable. Um, it, was, it was great to be around. What them. happened to you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I think today, today, I think there's a lot of direction going to transactional as opposed uh, to yes. relational. Right. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm a relationship kind of guy. I've always been. And I think, again, back to COVID, I think I, for one, have gotten a lot more appreciative of that relationship that I have with my friends, with my family, with my colleagues. You know, business is built on relationship. Life's built on I, relationship. I agree, with, I agree right? with you totally. Yeah. And I think people are are really digging deep and 
bringing out that gratitude for having those relationships and working on those relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think COVID, that's, that's been a positive of COVID. People yeah. realize that, hey, all of a sudden we can't be around people. We can't give people hugs. We can't handshake, you know, and, and all of a sudden when you take that away, people go, oh, well, I, I yeah. didn't realize how much I appreciated it. I didn't realize how important that was. Yeah, it's a relationship and it's a lot of nurturing and caring. And you've got to continue to do that, I think, to nurture I your brand so. and yeah. nurture your business. And I, I hope it's here to stay. Mm. Right. So you talked about not not, the COVID, (laughs) not not the COVID as we sit six feet apart. Right. And I think building those relationships is equally important when we're talking about customers, in your case, with your brand um, is engaging your customers into not just a transactional let's buy pies, but how they can really join in the experience and join in the conversation. And I know Kearns has been doing a really cool calendar idea. So we tell us a, a little, fun. We, yeah, we tell have us a lot of fun that. with that. We had, a, uh, that was a, a, an idea that kind of came out from a, um, a marketing person that we were dealing with years ago. And, and the idea is, um, you know, the back end idea is smile with Derby pie. It's, it's a fun event, fun kind of thing. And we invite people to take pictures, either eating Derby pie or with a Derby pie box and smiling with Derby pie and all yeah. kind of, uh, locations and we've had photos submitted uh, from around the world. So it's it, it's a it's a fun project. We're we're working on that right now. And there's a story behind every photo about story behind every photo. And yeah, you've got you know some beautiful. You know, one of my favorite photos was we had some friends. Their daughter was in Africa somewhere, and yeah. she's on a camel, and she's on a camel out in the desert holding up the derby pie, smiling <laughs> with derby pie, and she's got a couple of these yeah. handlers that are looking at the camera and, and they had, you know, they got these big eyes going, what is this girl doing? What is going on out here in the, yeah. in the desert? But yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and yeah. we've been real fortunate. We've got people that take photos all over the world. Yeah. I mean, what a great way to capture those experiences and keep the, keep the sharing going oh, yeah. for years. And every year's a little, little different calendar. So when you, when I got here today, you said, that's interesting. Um, one of my stories in the book is called The Shop. Um, when my in-laws had a family-owned business and just sold it um, or just closed it down after 70 years mm-hmm. in business. And so I know all about firsthand a family business dynamic, but they called it The Shop. It was actually a glass company called Southern Glass. And you said, you call this place The Shop. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what are the dynamics of a shop? versus a plant i don't know you know it could be called the kitchen it's just uh, it, it seems to fit the shop you know i'll have uh, the grandkids come over and you know they they come over to the shop and you know they're wanting to uh, get a little chocolate treat so right. we'll take them out and get them a couple yeah chocolate morsels and yeah uh, but yeah it's, it gets back to that culture and that care right mm-hmm. it's like coming home you're you're basically coming into your home yep and the shop so i uh, I'll read a little excerpt, but I get that same feeling, that same warmth when I walked in here. Um, So a little excerpt, you know, bells on the front door welcome customers all day long. You're always greeted by name. If you weren't known when you walked into the shop, you certainly were known by the time you left. The showroom was modest, but always showcased a new design or technique by one of the family members. There was so much talent exhibited over the years. 
uh, enclosed in glass, the natural light would hit the displayed items and project amazing and project amazing streams of color. Of course, the showroom would be sprinkled with pictures of grandkids, great grandkids, graduations, weddings, etc. The showroom was basically telling a story of the family throughout the generations. Holidays, Christmas trees, Easter baskets, Halloween. There was a playfulness that made you feel like a kid in a candy shop. Very good. But Very don't good. you feel like that you're, you're yeah, displaying it's not, that it's same? It's not so black and white and structured yeah. and it's it's yeah. got some comfort and some feel. And Yeah, and, but that's important, I think, to project that sense of warmth and care and attributes of your company and your brand you need to project that in your environment where you're working. Uh, yeah, I think so. And, you know, the the whole office uh, yeah. work that you all done is it just it really has a great feel to it. it you does. know, you know, I, I kind of grew up through the production side. Production was first sales. You always had to yeah. manage sales and production and production and yeah. sales. So, you know, when we moved over here, our, our main focus was let's get production set up. Let's make sure we do that yeah. right. Right. So, and then when we came up to do some, uh, to get that family feel and the, and the history and the tradition in the front offices, you were tremendous help on that. And, and it's it's a real nice feel when you work in, walk in here. It is. And you just, it feels really organic and mm-hmm. genuine. It is. It, and it's a, very and authentic. That, and, you know, that, you know, see our timeline out there. It's, you know, those are. Those it is are, what it is. It is that's what a, it that's is. the beauty, I believe, of family businesses is mm. they're so authentic and genuine and attention to those details. It, it really matters. Speaking of kind of that relate back to the relationship stuff, because I think that you hit on a really good point that I try to emphasize in the book about the work it takes on building friendships, the work it takes to keep your family unit uh, thriving and intact. And it doesn't always come easy, right? Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> and especially in a family business oh, where yeah. you're all in working together, playing together, whatever. Um, but I think the customer relationships in your case um, have transpired into or transcended into friendships. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah. You know, so uh, tell me about that a little bit. So, well, kind of on the other side of that, you know, as we've grown, there's there's now people that are buying our product that have never had it. Uh, and that's new to me because, you know, as as I've grown and, and been in this business, I don't think there was anybody that, um, you know, I didn't personally go and say, hey, yeah. um, you know, here, I'd like to show you our product and warm it up, you know, love the, love it oven warmed and sit down and right. talk with them and, and, and start a conversation. And not only that are they a uh, possible buyer, but to get to know the person. Yeah. So, you know, that's, uh, we're still working on that. Well, it, it takes work. It does. And, and you can't stop with the first um, order. It's, it's an evolution. New people come in and out of the fold, but the brand stays the same. So you have to keep it reintroducing, mm-hmm. keep, uh, keep that excitement up of the experience of having a derby pie or having a pecan pie. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, as you said, I think the relationship piece of any brand or any company is more important today than it ever has been um, because that's how you're going to grow your business. Oh, I agree with that. And sustain, mm-hmm. I guess the word is sustain your business for sure. So we'll touch on those reflections when we continue the conversation in the second part of this podcast. 
I invite our listeners to tune in then.